Good morning. Well, it actually might be an afternoon for you today. Going off track, listeners, it is week 11, and from me, happy World Chopsticks Day. And from me, happy World Frozen Yogurt Day. <laughs> what an exciting day. Wow, it's weird that that's in February, I can't lie. Yeah, like, it's not very, uh, not very winter-friendly. Yeah. Maybe you should try eating some frozen yogurt with some chopsticks. To be fair, you have ice lollies all year round. <laughs> I have a permanent stock yeah. in the freezer of... Uh, the best ice lollies in the world, which are Del Monte orange juice ice lollies, and they are not compatible with a student budget, but they are. We discovered half um, an eaten ice lolly in the freezer, <laughs> and we just know you're not going to go back to it. So, like, but we also don't want to throw it out because it's not our duty to, but um, it's still there. <laughs> I literally was like, I remember the exact day it was. I was in a rush to go somewhere, I think it was to go to Greece. And I ate half this ice lolly and then I was like, I'm not going to have time to finish it. So I just put it in a like little takeaway box and put it back in the freezer and left it there over the whole of Christmas for my lovely flatmates to discover as a little treat, if you will. Yeah. I know. I wasn't mad about it. <laughs> but then it didn't look so appealing when I went back to it. Do you know no, what I mean? teeth marks on it. <laughs> but, um... Happy, happy podcast day, everybody. It is a Tuesday today. I know. Interestingly, actually, the national day is is for today, Tuesday, yeah. not for Wednesday, which is when the podcast is going to be coming yeah, don't out. Don't get confused, young ones. Sorry, everybody. Don't go, don't go telling everyone tomorrow or today when it comes out. <laughs> Are we releasing it tonight, though? No. Okay. <laughs> so it is Wednesday for you guys. So happy Wednesday. Yeah. It's not Wednesday for us, but uh, we are... Back in the studio. Yeah. So the reason that we're talking to you on a Tuesday is because I am not available tomorrow. Because Why I is am, that? I'm in Sheffield for the day. It's called a Steel Cup um, for athletics. And it's mm-hmm. like a team event. And I'm looking forward to it, although it's a very early start. What time? On the bus at half seven. Oh, yeah. my God. But at least my race <laughs> is at like quarter past 11 because a lot of my teammates are competing at say half two uh, yeah it's just a lot of waiting around I'd, yeah you'd catch me napping in the stands i know at least you're going on a coach though that's quite exciting because normally with athletics events you just have to get there off your own back whether that yeah. be like us going to manchester that time for the oh open honestly when there's no coach it's a pilgrimage like <laughs> me and ads trekked 45 minutes through torrential rain yep. to get to the etienne stadium in manchester to do three triple jumps. Yeah, there was about, like, a mean amount of two people there, <laughs> like, watching in the stand. And was, we went to Primark before as well. Yeah, and charity shopped. Like, it was actually a great day out. It was great, but, yes, it was an experience, I guess. And when you're competing tired, it's, a, it's like, a bit... Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, the world feels a bit like a hologram. Do you get that when you're really tired? Oh, my goodness, yeah, <laughs> And you're looking so at, like, the board, and you're looking at the officials, and you're like this could all be a dream yeah and uh it was right next to the etihad stadium so it was which good. was cool we yeah. got lots of pictures yeah um so yeah that's why i'm not here tomorrow good luck for that ads that is Thank so exciting you. we'll like uh, keep you updated with with progress yeah hopefully ads is looking to get the british champs standard in the 60 meter yeah well i'll be transparent with you i have not got it and i won't <laughs> be going to british champs no she's so close though you're so close yeah. to the standard. What yeah. is it? You, your PB that you got last so, December. Yeah, so essentially I got 7.69 mm-hmm. in December. Um, That's pretty fast. But yeah, so before that race, I thought that the standard was 7.70. Yeah. And then like I just, my first run out, I run 7.69. And you know, they say it on the, the commentary. I look at the clock, whatever. I'm like, yeah. okay, I've literally got British jump standard. Like, like I'm celebrating. You know, jumping up thing. and down. <laughs> and then I go to my coach and he's like, the good news is that's a great time. I'm like, cheers, Sam. <laughs> the bad news is the standard has actually gone down to 7.65. But I'm glad I didn't know that at the beginning of the race because yeah. I think that would have been, felt too out of reach. Yeah, the pressure would have. But, um, yeah, so I was 0.04 off and I have not like achieved a better time since then. And I, many things have got in the way. Like, I had the flu I had yeah. like that time in A&E and <laughs> Exams. I had to miss two Loughborough Opens because of illness and not feeling ready for the second one yeah. because of lack of fitness. So 
yeah, I'm competing on Wednesday. I'm feeling frustrated, but like not upset about it because yeah, yeah. we were having this discussion yesterday though, because Ads had said that she wasn't even sure like at the beginning of this uni year whether you were even going to go back to athletics at all so the fact that you're back Mm -hmm. and then you ran a massive pb in the event that you didn't specialize in for years yeah and then like you're that close to british champ standards that it's like something to be discussed we were like all of those things are just like bonuses oh my 100 (laughs) percent. so actually like saying what we like people are going to british champs to try and medal and there's a lot of pressure on them Mm. but like for me to even get a glimpse at the standard is huge and like you say because i wasn't even i might not have gone back into athletics because of certain reasons yeah and if you look at like that trajectory of the beginning of this season think about like outdoors and how like how much further you have to go. Yeah. I have a lot of exciting goals for outdoors, so watch this space. I'm very um, excited. It's been a fun indoor season, though. I've enjoyed yeah. watching my teammates compete. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, it's just exciting. I love being with the team, so yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's kind of my life update, but um, Hannah has been also doing some sport recently. <laughs> Crazy. Tell us about Kel it. Kel Um I also did my first indoor competition of this season. I, I, I don't want to say it's going to be my last, but it's probably going to be my last just because of the indoor season yeah of the indoor season just because like when you're pole vaulting you can't just take yourself off to the competition you have to bring about three poles with you (laughs) it's like if you've ever tried to get on public transport with poles impossible challenge yeah it's like an mi5 mission i once went warm weather training and me and some of my friends were in charge of getting the poles on the plane Try walking through like security, <laughs> through like oh poles on your shoulders. Um, but no, it was really good because it was at Loughborough. It was a Loughborough Open. It was really chill. It was my first competition in two years. I think we established, and also I'd had like I've had like five training sessions back yeah. at pole vault because I only have like an actual vaulting session once a week, and obviously with exams and things and being busy, I haven't been able to make all the sessions. So to go and even clear a bar, I was really happy. And all you the house. many bars. I, we were there. I cleared two bars. The te- her technique <laughs> looked brilliant. And I just think it's a great foundation to build off yeah. of. Because obviously the lack of training and the coach not being there. Yeah. Like, they're all things that I was like building back my confidence. Because you, you can attest to the fact that I was really nervous i was gonna yeah. use a different very un pg phrase there yeah. <laughs> to explain my nerves she was zooming around the kitchen at a faster pace than usual so. you know when you like try and do everything in your power to not leave the house when you're really nervous for something yeah so i was like getting ready for the competition that morning and i kept being like oh no i actually need to like polish my shoe yeah, or like yeah. oh i need to like tie my shoelace again i need to make myself a cup of tea and toby was like will you just leave the house please yeah, like yeah, i actually yeah. beg you <laughs> I went back to say bye to him like three times, and by yeah. the third time he was like, "No, I, like, I'm not saying bye." Go again. away. <laughs> yeah. was like, I don't want to see your face anymore. I think with athletics competitions, you feel like you need to bring like the whole earth, you, right? <laughs> but then I realised all you need is spikes and like your your uniform. I uniform was like, kit. the night before, I was like, I need to pack. Yeah. And then I like put my spikes in a bag, and my massage gum, and a banana. And then I was like. There must be more things. And I was yeah. like hunting around my room and I was like, no, that's actually it. Okay. Yeah, that is it. <laughs> Just yourself, honestly. Yeah. Um, but it was honestly, it was so fun. It was nice to compete with other Loughborough people and like maybe meet some of them who I haven't like had loads of chance to meet yet. Um, and I just love, I loved being back competing. Mm-hmm. Like I got the little, the little buzz again. Yeah. Like I've, I've got the bug. That's what they call no, it, isn't it? Brilliant. And now I want to keep doing it. So that's what I was thinking. You do it once and you never stop. Doing more it. things, more good things to come. Definitely. Um, and apart from that, after my comp, we all went for brunch together. The girls in the house. It was so nice. It was I got eggs royale, hollandaise sauce, smoked salmon, eggs. What did you get? Huh? The hollandaise sauce, can I just say on ads, came in a pot that was the shape of an egg. So it sensational. Was so like the... the it's the little things. It really is. I got feta, spinach, and red pepper pasta. That was which... dreamy. Because <laughs> I couldn't finish it. Ads was like eyeing up. No, she I was, was dribbling Henrietta across the, the table. I was like a hawk looking at everyone's face. <laughs> <laughs> so I donated the rest of my pasta to Ads and she enjoyed it too. It so, so we good. can bathe the test that it was delicious. If you're in Loughborough, go to Good Lifts. Good Lifts. Lifts? Well, I think that's what it's called. It's got two Fs. Oh, maybe that. Yeah, so yeah. it's G O O D L I F F E S. 
and it's got brunch. It's oh. got breakfast. It's got lunch. It's got dinner. It's got cocktails. Also, the interior is so bougie. The Mona Lisa was in there. Yeah, the the real <laughs> Mona yeah, Lisa. The real thing. They had to remove her because of the protest. Yeah. Day, so, so she's in good lifts if you want to see her. Transported her to Loughborough and I'm sure that that's meant to be top secret information but, you know. Hey ho, going off track is where you find out these things. Yeah. All right. Come here for all the juicy gossip. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Okay, I think we should move <laughs> on to Sports Story of the Week. Sports Story of the Week. Right, Ads, do you want to go first? Can I just say we both sound great because we're not ill today? I yeah. That's really nice. This is... Monumentous moment. Us in our... Yeah, can we just have a round of applause? <laughs> I hope everyone joined in. The listeners are <laughs> um, But, yeah, so... Who wants to start? You can go first. Okay, cheers. Okay, so... <laughs> okay. I actually want to start off by do- <laughs> saying something a bit different. Okay. So, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners. I know who you're going to shout out. I want to shout out a man called Paul Sparrow. We uh, we can't express how much we love you. The gratitude for Paul Sparrow and Harvey Sparrow, okay? Yes. His lovely son, who I haven't actually met yet and I really want to meet. He's a mutual friend yeah. <laughs> of Poppy, who was on the podcast episode six, I think. Yes. Go listen to their episode if you haven't. It's really good. Um but ads tell us more yeah so harvey relayed some information that paul is a bit of a fan and enjoys what we do and i think that's really special because you know it's not really the audience that we expected to mm, reach and yeah. we're really happy that we have yeah um he is obviously a dad i don't know what his age is but it's like not our age yeah it's, <laughs> it's like our parents kind of generation he's also a football referee yes he is a referee and yeah he just seems to like really enjoy our podcast and it means a lot and i it think really like, the does. support is great because he mentioned that he could possibly like help us out with a bit of football information, referee <laughs> Cause information because we are what's the opposite of adept inept inept that we have we have had some feedback that when we talk about football from my dad um he said when you talk about football you sound like you have no idea what you're talking about and i was like how did you guess that hey i, I like to think i have a tiny bit of information Ads knows loads when Ads talks to me about football i'm like yay yeah. <laughs> i just i believe everything you say yay. um but no we are we're always open for learning Absolutely. So yeah, I just like that it's reached like a different type of audience yeah. and that he's telling his friends about it. I think that's yeah. lovely. And that we're resonating with people and actually helping. Yeah. That's what that's that's what we wanted to do. When we set out to do this podcast, we just hoped that we would be able to help and entertain as many people as possible. Absolutely. So the fact that we are doing that is nice. Yeah. Paul, you sound like a wonderful man. Love what you do with the refereeing. So I just wanted to like roll over into the sports story of the week, which is to do with the first wheelchair-using referee. His really? name is Nathan Mattock. He's from mm-hmm. England. And he is the UK's first ever UK... What did I just say? The UK's first the ever UK's UK first. Um, <laughs> wheelchair user to qualify as a football referee. That's which I incredible. Think is fantastic. So, uh, for, uh, for, like, able-bodied football... Yes, so it that's is incredible. Football. He likes, he prefers to referee on 4G pitches mm-hmm. because that's better for his wheels. Yeah. Um, because he's got stuck before in the rain, which we need to make sure doesn't happen. Yeah, so at, like 4G absolutely. sounds good. Um, yeah, he's always loved football since he was a young child, played in primary school. And yeah, he has cerebral palsy, so his left side of his body is affected. So mm-hmm. that's why he's a wheelchair user. But yep. Yeah, he's the first one and he became qualified in 2013 and he's still carrying on to this day. So I would love to see more opportunities for him. That's really, really incredible. Do you know what kind of level of football he's refereed at? Um, On the story, I, it probably says somewhere. Yep. But I'm sure, like, I think it was semi-professional, maybe professional wow. as well. Like, he's been high up. Like, level That's... three can get you quite high up in the football. Do you know what? That is, like, the coolest thing ever yeah. to, to know that literally whoever you are whatever your abilities whatever things that you may think are a setback to you yeah are actually you can totally embrace them and it anything is possible i think he smashed the glass ceiling for yeah. disabled people in like the in officiating sport. referee world yeah. especially um i think that's monumentous and i'm really really pleased because that yeah. means it can get the ball rolling and yeah more yeah and hopefully opportunity. if you know he's given a platform and if more people can 
like learn about him people yeah, who absolutely. are wheelchair users too people with cerebral palsy they might be inspired to kind of take a similar route and how cool would it be to kind of see that on the world oh, stage like regularly brilliant. i know and he's almost like taken one for the team as such by showing them how it can work yeah i'm, I'm sure some people were skeptical right yeah but the fact that he's done it in real time people can see okay this can work and then this is where the people in the higher roles can think okay well we will they implement this fight back i also yeah. liked what you said about the fact that he prefers refing on 4g pitches yeah it shows that sometimes it just takes a little bit of creative thinking um to kind of facilitate sport for more people yeah. you know it's it's rarely that it's not possible yeah it's often that maybe the right kind of things haven't been put in place to Absolutely. make it happen so you know the people in the high up powers can't argue back Absolutely. they can't say no because he's proven that he can yeah it's the it's the it's the narrative that um it's not equality it's equity yeah so it's like the way that you give people yes. extra things to make sure it's equal that's yes. equity so that's the reason he needed that type of surface to give him equality yeah absolutely that's a that is a wonderful sports story yay <laughs> i know so lovely shall i move on to mine yes tell us mine is about loughborough's own pole vaulter molly cordery yes she I was <laughs> I was honestly like cheering in my bed when I read this story on BBC <laughs> yeah, I Sport. I had something there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit outdated. Um, well, not that outdated. No, it it's from week. last week. So yeah. 28th of January. It was at, uh, excuse my French pronunciation of these words. Uh, I'm staring at you <laughs> sat like a opposite book. a French person. Um, the Meeting de Lure in Val de Ruel. Ruel. <laughs> it yeah. was a world athletics indoor tour silver meeting yeah uh, and she was competing indoor competition um so for those that don't know molly cordery is a pole vaulter she's 23 she trains here at loughborough um but recently in the past couple of years she's made massive strides kind of onto the world stage so last year she came fifth at the World Athletics Championships, the Outdoor Athletics Championships, after she kind of smashed her PB again and again that season and then finished at the World in, um, Outdoor Athletics Championships with a PB of 4.75. And she got her PB there. That she said incredible. she's spurred on by the crowd. And I was like, that's impressive mm -hmm. because everyone knows when you're nervous. Oh. It can go one of two ways. Yeah. Um, but on the 28th of january she cleared a bar of 483 meters four meters 83 centimeters is which is a world leading jump so mm -hmm. this girl is 23 she's a british pole vaulter so one of our own we can kind of feel really like strongly and passionately get behind her and she's now world leading which means she's jumped the best in the world this year um, adding a centimetre to the previous world lead, which was set by Sandy Morris, who's a US pole vaulter. She's really incredible. She's been on the scene for ages. Um, and I think it's really cool to see, not only because obviously that's an incredible performance, but also she's struggled over the past couple of years with injuries. She nearly cut off her finger in an accident in oh, the wow. gym where she got it caught on oh one goodness. of the machines so had to have surgery three surgeries on her finger had to rehab for that and then last year when she won the athletics world champs no she didn't win came fifth mm -hmm. at the athletics world champs sorry um she had achilles kind of problems so mm -hmm. she had to rehab for that all all whilst like doing those amazing performances so it's really cool to see how she's kind of pushed through some maybe setbacks absolutely the resilience there yeah to achieve what she wants to achieve and i also think it's really good for women's pole vault because i don't know how well people know pole vault but i think a lot of people have heard of a vaulter called mondo de plantis he's mm -hmm. an incredible amazing pole vaulter he's like smashing world records like weekly every competition he goes to near enough um which has really like catapulted the men's sport into the mainstream but i think it's nice for to see similar successes and incredible things happening in the women's side of the sport because it also catapults that into the mainstream and represents all the incredible women and especially for us as brits to have someone who we can get behind and support so i think it's really cool and very impressive because she's only 23 absolutely which is incredible following in holly bradshaw's footsteps yeah absolutely incredible molly i love that she's from loughborough as well yeah like <laughs> Uh, so 
that's that. Yeah, that's really lovely. Nice to hear two very, very inspiring, happy sports stories this week. Absolutely. Um, shall we get into the main topic of today's the podcast? The main body of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Today, we are going to be talking about getting into a new sport or any sport in general as a beginner when you're an adult Mm -hmm. or as I like to call it an adult amateur yeah (laughs) Yeah, it rolls off the tongue yeah um so I think like I wanted to talk about this because I was actually I'm actually inspired by my dad so recently I'm I'm so proud of him and I I'm sure he won't mind me saying that he is a man who pretty much despises sport in (laughs) in any form um even dog walks he would often he, he, he'd try and get out of them at yeah. all possible costs oh. but he signed up really bravely to do a triathlon a beginner's triathlon um which my mum and my auntie did last summer and he saw them do it and they were so happy and they loved it so he was like hey maybe i will do that good so he signed himself up and then proceeded to freak out about the fact that he'd signed himself up to do it and he was like i don't want to do it i can't anyway he's just started going on runs so He's been running on the treadmill and he's gone from literally not being able to run at all to running 3.5k without stopping. He took himself out on a run the other day on his own without my mum having to motivate him. Um, And it's just cool to see someone who probably by his own opinion had resigned himself to not ever being able to take up a sport or Mm -hmm. start a new sport or try something new. But he has, and he's loving it. Or at least, even if he's, you know, he you don't love every part of it, but he's doing it, he's committing to it, and he's really proud of himself, and I'm really proud of him. And it's cool to see. So I thought, for all those people out there who, you might be 40, you might be 50, you might be 60, you might be our age, you might be 21, but if you're not in the sporting world, you might have resigned yourself to the fact that you can't start something new now that you're past your best or you're past the point where it's okay to fail and try and not be very good. But that's not the case. And I want to talk about how, how to get into sport for those individuals who feel like they can't, who feel like it's too scary. Your sport's not for you. Sports for everyone. Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) that's what I want to talk about today. I think it's a great thing to talk about Mm -hmm. because well, the, the the benefits of physical activity are immeasurable. Yeah. So I think we need to promote it. Yeah, like definitely. To all ages, not just like starting when you're young and getting that skill basis. You can start at any age. Yeah, completely. Because like you say, the benefits go beyond just winning Olympic medals and stuff. Like that's great. Mm-hmm. But only the really few go on to do that. Um, and they get focused on so much and that's incredible but it's also spotlighting the people who just run a park run every Saturday and love it too yeah and that they do that for different reasons Mm -hmm. like I think one of the best things about doing sport is the community like you said being able to go and watch your team at competitions and things like that if you play a team sport you've got a bunch of people around you who are like-minded passionate about the same things and you like you keep your it enables you to keep yourself really connected absolutely the social well-being which then links to mental well-being yeah completely yeah and also obviously it's really good for you to stay physically active Mm -hmm. like health benefits um and just brings you loads of joy or it can bring you loads of joy sure (laughs) um so yeah also you genuinely don't know what kind of potential you might have unless you take those first steps Mm -hmm. the only way to unlock your full potential is to start and you you don't know what could happen so who knows (laughs) and there's nothing i hate more than a wasted potential yeah exactly (laughs) so do you have any tips for people who might be looking like being a complete beginner Mm -hmm. who might be looking to start a sport as an adult do you have any any tips to kick us off with ads yeah i think um Oh, my leg is tangled in the water. <laughs> really bad. Oh, no. <laughs> We're about to have an amputation live in the studio. <laughs> um, I think, well, we actually asked for answers on the poll. But like, oh, yeah. We can look through them, but on, mm. off the top of my head, a lot of them were saying, go off your own pace, which is yeah. really, really true from 
yeah. experience and what I see is not comparing yourself to other people. I almost think um, apps like Strava can be quite toxic mm-hmm. because it's it's completely comparing yourself to other people. And, and I think it should be an individual thing. And if you want to get into it, you should be literally starting from the bottom and going up in tiny increments and just trying to like maybe beat yourself, beat your own time. Yeah. Um, but there's also no pressure if you go you know backwards for a bit mm-hmm. i know my sister actually put yeah one of them which is quite nice is um progress is not linear yeah um there's actually a physics kind of um visual mm-hmm. which shows um a metal ball mm-hmm. going straight along one line right and there's one that goes up and down over hills they're going at the same pace and the one that's going up and down over hills up down up down actually moves faster because of the momentum that is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, when they're going up the hill, that's uh, that's tough. It's, it's tough. But then you roll down. Yeah, so you've got to get that mental resilience. Mm. But essentially, when you're at the top of the hill, it's going to be going a lot smoother. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, that's so true. I was going to, like you said, read out some of the similar kind of... A lot of the replies to our story were really similar. Um, We've got trust the process. Yeah. So, you know, not everything. You're not going to see progress every time you go out for a run, every time you go to the gym and lift a weight. You know, you're still going to make mistakes. Even when you're at the top of your game, Mm -hmm. you're still going to make mistakes. Patience is key. Yep. Similar, you know, don't let those setbacks stop you. Don't Mm -hmm. let them kind of knock your confidence and trust that in the end the training will pay off and what you're yeah. doing will pay off um everyone starts somewhere don't compare yourself to the best mm-hmm. progress is not linear um and don't put hard expectations on yourself so i think that's that's so perfect yeah i love the the ball imagery and that's <laughs> physics so you can't even argue with it all right? Absolutely. <laughs> um yeah i said kind of similar as well like in like starting small setting yourself goals because you know it's good to set yourself goals but a goal doesn't have to be go out and run a 20 minute 5k Mm -hmm. it can be go on a run today yeah don't even take a watch don't even time yourself Mm -hmm. just go yeah you know because there's no need to compete against other people and there's no need to even be competing against yourself you can just go out and do it and just try and reap the benefits without Absolutely. any of the like negative mental self-talk for and sure all that. Like, you don't need to do it for the stats like if you go out for a run i'm definitely not doing it for the stats personally <laughs> yeah, i would be no. doing it for some fresh air for some sunlight to mm. get your body moving because the serotonin released is just great yeah <laughs> so like just do it for the happiness at the start i mean i was also going to say um if you did want to say go to the gym but maybe you don't feel comfortable there mm. are classes, there are female only classes, for instance, possibly male only. Mm. I mean, my dad does something called Broga. So oh. that's just men only yoga. And he loves it. That's the he, he looks forward thing. to it after his nine to five. He's like, yeah, I've got Broga tonight. And then he's going to go out for a drink with, with his, his best mate, with Tony. his Brogas, with his, <laughs> with his Brogas. Broga bros. Broga bros. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. He looks forward to it so much. But also, it takes the pressure away a little bit because it is just with the bros, you know? Yeah. And there's no expectations. That. Yeah, totally leads into what I was going to say about finding friends, finding communities and finding people that you can explore this sport with. Yeah. Parkrun's a really good one for runners. Yeah, free as well. Broga. Yeah, Parkrun's completely free and there's hundreds all up and down the country. Like There will be one close to, and maybe unless you live on like the Shetland Islands, but you know. I'm so sorry about that. (laughs) Start your own. That's quite locationist, isn't it? Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, but they're all volunteer run and they're really great and then yeah. things like Broga there's a This Girl Can campaign which is about yep. getting women into sport lots of gyms across the country do classes yep. um, obviously if you want to start a team sport like hockey or volleyball or rugby yeah. you can join local teams and you automatically have a bunch of people around Absolutely. you who are in a similar boat probably Yeah. Um, so I think it's way more fun if you've got friends to do that with. Like going on a run is way more fun with friends. Doing anything is way more fun if you can kind of make it a social activity. For sure. 
And you're way more motivated to go if you've got people messaging you like, are you going to be at Broga tonight? Yeah, Because yeah, then you're definitely. like, well, okay, if you want me to the be. The social <laughs> network's feeling worthy you know, yeah. with those people. I think that also leads on to, um, I think there shouldn't be a focus on, say, if you want to do a team sport. Mm-hmm. I think the playing is great. Like, mm-hmm. definitely play games if you feel like you want to. But I think the training is more important. Yeah. Building the rapport and the friendships and the networks with the people at yeah. the training. But also, you're going to develop much more. And I think you'll enjoy playing more if you actually get that baseline. Mm. So Definitely. Oh, my God. I think when you start a sport, because you get told so often, sport's so good for your mental health mm. and sport's so good for your body that you're immediately going to start and feel amazing. Those first couple of months doing a brand new sport that your body's not used to are going to be probably quite miserable yeah. sometimes. Like, it's going to be really hard and you're going to feel like you you want to stop and it's you might feel mm-hmm. like, oh, why did anyone say this was going to make me feel better? Yeah. I just ache all the time. Yeah. But have a little bit of perseverance um, knowing that, the, like you say, training is more important than the end game the end performance and the more you train suddenly one day you'll wake up and even if it's a tiny thing you'll notice it like oh my god I just sprinted for that ball on the hockey pitch and I didn't have to like bend down and half and half afterwards and you'll be like oh my gosh go me and that's when the little like little benefits that you start to see and it starts to pay off so I really like that kind and the of in, yeah absolutely like the intrinsic motivation starts to build up when you find those little reasons why you want to do it yeah. you find that little friend that you like or yeah or an outcome you want to make three passes in hockey i don't know that was like you and me at triple jump i was like <gasps> i want to go to triple jump today even though it's raining and cold because ads is gonna Genuinely, be there like I'm not even joking. No, but that is so true, though. I found a video the other day of me in the car on the way to Crawley. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm stuck in traffic. Please tell Richard that I'm going to be late and that I am on my way and I'll be there as soon as I can. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was you for me, like genuinely. It's good to have people who motivate you to want to go and do sport. No, absolutely. Go get a coffee with them afterwards. Coffee is the best motivator yeah yeah that's so true like also take those friends outside of the sport as well mm. make it into a proper socially yeah and then you're you're with like-minded people like mm-hmm. i do think that there's not many better ways and this applies to all hobbies to find people that you're really going to get on with especially yeah. when people get older even when you get to our age but even older as well i think there's this idea that it's really much harder to make friends yeah. and it's, you, you don't meet people unless you're at work yeah but taking up something like that is such a good way to meet people who have similar mindsets to you one of my friends from home her mum met her group of best friends when they were in their like 30s and 40s at a trampolining class oh how is that the one where you like is it a fitness trampolining class i don't know or if it's actually just i i haven't asked her yeah but either way i just thought that was the coolest thing ever fantastic um (laughs) yeah so i think that's really good i also kind of i guess it leads on um is to kind of surround yourself with that sport in other ways like you know if you meet your friends at your local football club and you're playing football together go watch some games together even Mm -hmm. if they're local games it's surrounding yourself with that sport in terms of seeing how other players who are maybe more experienced than you carry themselves the things that they do the things that make sport most enjoyable and easiest for them you can pick up tips and tricks really easily. Um, maybe get involved in like refereeing or coaching, you know, if you don't want to throw yourself straight into the sport in doing it. If you surround yourself with it in other ways, you'll probably feel a lot more comfortable in that space and it takes away a lot of the nerves. Yeah, I, think. I like that. I like that. Getting involved in other aspects of sport mm. as well. Yeah, nice. completely. Immersing yourself. Yeah, like th- I, this, this applies for if you want to be a coach yeah if, you, if this applies for if you want to be a referee if it applies for if you want to do strength and conditioning whatever part of sport you want to get into there is going to be nerves and inexperience and fear about those first steps you take so this applies for all of it for sure um i also i like the the phrase be the worst in the room mm-hmm. like i remember hearing an andy murray interview a while back i think when he won wimbledon um and he said he used to go to England tennis camps and be the worst person there. And he was like, like 
other people would be embarrassed and wouldn't want to go back if they were maybe him and Mm -hmm. everyone was just doing so much better. But he was like, I pushed through that and actually took away the embarrassment because who really cares if you're the worst in the room? You're in the room. You're there. You're there. You're doing it. That's And it goes back to what you said about the competition is only against yourself. Um, and I just thought that if someone like Andy Murray, who's, you know, he's gone on to do such great and amazing things, can have yep. once been the worst in the room. That speaks for itself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone was a beginner once. Uh-huh. And even the people who are in the gym doing incredible things, the people who are at Parkrun running 14 minute 5Ks, they were, they were once just amateurs. For sure. And that, like, they're not going to judge you. In fact, they're probably going to be like Becca said last week. They're going to be like, yay. It's going to bring them joy. Yeah. (laughs) So stop thinking that anyone is going to care if you're not the best you're going to be yet. They don't care. (laughs) They They don't. don't (laughs) Do you have anything else to add? Um, Just a few things like listening to your body when you do it. Um, Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm 21. My body still goes off like a machine gun after training, like with the cracks. (laughs) 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 Okay, but I... I still, I'm still healthy, everything, like, yeah. um, but obviously pay attention to things, like, if they feel off. Yeah, mate, um, if you've stretch, got... Stretch, look after yourself, um, delayed onset muscle soreness is going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I, where did we go? TK Maxx the other day and I bought the body wash <laughs> Epsom with salts. Epsom salts, because I really ache and it's going to happen, but do rest yeah. also, you need to rest. Yeah, like... Also, you're going to ache. Bearing in mind that me and Ads have pretty much been doing sport since we were, like, really little. Yeah. And you could say that we're probably, like, fairly well trained in what we do. Mm-hmm. You still get the worst doms ever oh sometimes. There is nothing you can do to prevent that. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. That's not abnormal or weird. But, yeah, again, like you say, it's about finding a balance yeah. between knowing that that's okay to feel sore, to ache, but... If your body is really not, if it doesn't want to do training that day, that's okay. Because Mm -hmm. you are still trying to maintain a love and enjoyment and longevity of doing that sport. Um, Oh my God, what was I (laughs) I've just completely lost my train of thought. Never mind. (laughs) While you think, I was just going to say. Yeah, go on. (laughs) With looking after your body, um, Mm. just a baseline um kind of stat is yeah. drinking like a pint before you do exercise and a pint for cool down and maybe like every 20 mm-hmm. minutes just keep sipping on water make yep. sure that you are staying healthy have a nutritious balanced diet mm-hmm. uh your body needs the fuel and yes it will fuel help you out your body so eat a lot if you're going to be doing a lot of exercise you need to eat a lot and don't be shameful for it yeah absolutely like you just you need to once again be able to maintain what you're doing you want it to be enjoyable and Mm -hmm. last a long time um i noted some other things down which it's kind of it's kind of uh something to be debated similar to the strava thing like you said because it can it can breed a really competitive environment which makes you end up maybe not enjoying it as much but also there are lovely kind of challenges and things that you can enter on Strava and it's also if you and all your mates have just taken up running and stuff it can be fun to cheer people on if used in the right way so it's like the debate it's I guess it's down to personal opinion whether you want to use Strava or not and track other people's progress and enter challenges you can also not follow anyone on Strava and just enter the challenges a really good idea because then you get entered into prize draws I did in summer, I don't know, so however many kilometres of cycling, mm-hmm. which I logged on Strava, and then I got a voucher for a cycle wear brand. That's so which exciting. Was just was cool. Like 5% off or something? It was 50% off. Okay. Did you buy anything from it? No. A nice buy Strava. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think it's still valid till next summer, so maybe yeah, I will. Who like, knows? You always win competitions. You won like three iPads <laughs> and a Samsung tablet. <laughs> If only that luck like translated into any other part of my life. Okay, but you get first in all your like dissertations. <laughs> Edgy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did do that, but that's because I worked hard and stayed up till four a.m. in the morning. I didn't work up. Don't. 
<laughs> you know, when you like don't know what to say, you just gulp like a fish. That's exactly what I just did. Yeah, <laughs> Answers yeah, yeah. back to me into a corner. Oh, jokes. No. I did well as well. Whatever. You did really well. Thanks. We both did really well. We did fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was going to say. You want to start a sport and make sure that you like it before you invest too much money into it. But at the same strain, if you really love running and you decide that's what you want to do, if you really like Broga or if you really like Corfball, yeah. once you've decided that, invest in the right kit, invest in mm-hmm. things that are going to make your experience better. Like, yep. I'll go back to my dad as a wonderful example. Love you, dad. Um, <laughs> he went the other day to get his gait analysis done for running. So he bought some new running trainers because he hasn't replaced them in many years. And he said his shins were hurting. Otherwise, he reckoned he could have gone further. So he's gone and bought himself a new pair of running that's so shoes. Good. That's such a good investment. And then for him, that's going to make the whole experience way more enjoyable. Also, is there not anything better than having new kit, like having a new pair of leggings oh or a new pair of trainers? I like getting to go out and use them well you perform better because you feel amazing yeah. That's science. yeah you've said that to me before like when you go to training if you feel good yeah in like and it, you you feel like put together yeah you find training more enjoyable Hundy P. yeah yeah so i would recommend doing that yeah absolutely and you're doing such a good thing for yourself you deserve to reward yourself for it for sure <gasps> oh you can make a star chart I saw this. I saw this for uni. Um, people for their degrees, like they had, they made themselves a little star chart. Which you know, when you were a kid and you had a star chart. Yeah. What like, in two thousand and eight is this? Why did they get rid of star charts when you turn like twelve? What's that about? I know. Because they're so fun. Rude. So these girls were basically like, if they went to a lecture, they got a star. If they did like two hours of studying in the library, they got a star. And then for each ten stars that they gave themselves, they would reward themselves with a treat. Um, do that for your exercise. Yeah. That would be fun. That would Make be really it good. fun. And then you can track it. I think also journaling like every day, mm-hmm. you know, going back to that, you know, just documenting it. And then you yeah. can look back and think, wow, I did that. Completely. I also, do you have anything more to add? I kind of wanted to round off. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, And just talk about Kelly Holmes, who I have mentioned on the podcast before. She won the 1500 and the 800 meters at the 2004 olympics Mm -hmm. she didn't start her professional running career she literally didn't run until she was 26 wow which for a lot of people you know there probably have been at two or three olympics before they turned 26 they'll have won like for professionals they'll have won world stage medals so a lot of people who are maybe in their early 20s are kind of age would be like, that would not be possible yeah, for us. I did not know that. That's incredible. She, When she won her two Olympic medals, she was 34. She was wow. the oldest woman to win either the 800 or the 1500 metres at an Olympics. That's and incredible. she won both in that year. So slow. And, you know, a lot of pundits, the media, sports people in general might say that by that age, you're past it. You know, you're past your best. Absolutely not. But... There is no age limit on it. I was also looking at some articles yesterday about there was a 57-year-old who was in the Tokyo Olympics playing table tennis. Um, That's incredible. There's 30- and 40-year-olds doing climbing and Mm -hmm. surfing and skateboarding in the Olympics, especially for those sports which are newer to the Olympics. Those people have had to wait to make their Olympic debuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true, actually. And they've still managed to do it. At ages which some people might label it as too old. Too old to well, be successful it, it at a sport. Is. It's like if your body's in tip-top condition, then you can actually be any age. So Yeah, there's a 46-year-old going to her eighth Olympics for the Paris Olympics. Wow. How sick is that? That's amazing. So I just think, like, there is... If you look around, there's some incredible success stories. But also with, like, being any age... There's mm-hmm. competitions that are relative. So there's like the masters, for instance. Yeah. There's the over whatever age. Mm. There's the under hundreds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah over no, 100s. completely. So it's like that is level competition. Yeah. And that's perfect to start with, isn't it? Have you seen those like amazing videos on Instagram and stuff of like 100 year olds doing like long jump competitions? Oh my God, yeah, I see the triple jump ones. It um, actually hurt to watch, but. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm 20 and I can't do it yeah, anymore. Trust. But like. Those people are probably some of the only people of their age still doing those sports. Yeah, winning the medals. And 
it it just goes to show that age really is just a number and you're never too old or too inexperienced to start a sport for sure and i think that's like if you look around there's so many examples of it tiger woods tiger Mm -hmm. woods is i don't know how old he is but he's a lot of people say he's a an older athlete and he's just still you know top of his top of his game Mm -hmm. people idolize him so yeah um and just to round off some kind of tips for people at Loughborough if you're listening and you're a Loughborough University student Mm -hmm. as to ways to get in to new sports because there are quite a few accessible ways that Loughborough make that happen yes do you want to talk to us a little bit about some of those yeah so one of them is the scheme my lifestyle Mm -hmm. which is completely free you can just book on the app um I am an activator for indoor cricket. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so, yeah, um, just have a look. There's some really cool things. I think there's, like, neon stuff. My Disco Zumba is in my Zumba. lifestyle event. Yeah, there's really cool stuff that you can get involved with. Yeah. Um, and it's all for free, and it's volunteers run. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want to try something else. There's also My Learn Too, which is a great scheme, which What's is that? new. And it's where you can sign up and it is essentially just breaking down the rules and the skills of the, the sport. And you can be any level, but it's it's learning how to actually play. Whereas My, wow. li- whereas my Lifestyle is just playing and having fun. Um, the My Learn Too is really cool. That's so, that's such a good thing. I didn't, I didn't even know about My Learn, but that's really cool because mm-hmm. I think another barrier to entry for a lot of people is being worried that they don't really know the rules and they don't know what's going to happen and people hate the unknown which i get like it's horrible walking into somewhere and not really knowing what's going on so to be able to kind of arm yourself with that information probably takes away another big fear of people's definitely that's really cool um you've also got like you said you volunteer through the cva so Mm -hmm. like if we touched on like refing coaching any of those types of things the cva is another really so it's just the coach and volunteer academy at loughborough um another really good way of getting into maybe other sides of sport and involving yourselves definitely in other ways and it's you know it's because you're a volunteer they don't expect you to have any experience so you yeah. can really go and like you There's know create so your learn your craft like it's so good that the way they set up you can you can work for Loughborough Lightning you can work mm. the athletics meets and events management school sports games it's perfect for the CV and it's free so go for it yes um you've then also got AU development squads and the AU during freshers and during refreshers which is coming up it's like this week and next week mm-hmm. um they have like free trial periods you don't have to be a member you don't have to pay any money um and you can just go and test out the different sports so have a look on maybe if you want to start gymnastics look on their instagram see what they're doing yeah you know it's never too late in the year to start in terms of uni you know and then outside of uni join your local clubs join your local teams go to park runs go to your local gym go to broga Mm -hmm. all those things where you can like build up another group of people around you who are also doing it absolutely um and similarly to the my learn but for people outside of Loughborough I found some really good links on the BBC they've got activity guides um and activity finders so you can find where you can do your sport and also the guides kind of give you maybe some rules some up like techniques and how best to actually start out in that sport so we'll link those in the episode description so you can go find your new passion absolutely and just quickly like (laughs) With the BBC obviously giving those, Sport England and all the active partnerships will give you opportunities as well. Yeah. So Active Sussex, if you're, if you're from there, Active Together is the Leicestershire one. And yeah. they give a wealth of opportunities to look at free and low cost as well. So Yes, absolutely. So there's so many opportunities. It doesn't take a lot to go out and look for them. And once you go, the people are, like, everyone is so excited to have new people join in the sport. I was at Park Run the other day and this one of the volunteers cheered me on because I was struggling on my run and I literally shed a tear. I was like, that is just the key to sing ever. For I sure. was just crying and running and listening to Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's the rain <laughs> on a sunny day. Um, so that rounds off today's podcast episode. We really hope that's helped. Uh, and get in touch with us if you do try any new sports, if you start a new activity, we'd love to hear about it. We would really love to hear. So we let us guys. know. Um, shall we do some would you rathers before we finish yeah, off? Yeah, let's do it. Should we do one each? Yeah, one.
Okay, I'm gonna flick through for you. Tell me to stop. Stop. Okay. Oh. 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 Okay. Oh dear. <laughs> Would you rather be the most famous and successful person of all time, but only after you've died? So think like you know the really famous artists yeah. who only get famous after they die, or get two for one meals at the harvester for the rest of your life? Uh, what on earth? <laughs> Nearly what on earth? How's that book been published? <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm gonna say the harvester ones, right? Because, like, I guess, I guess it's a benefit, and I want it while I'm alive, please. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, you can take people on dates to the harvester. Not that, not that you. I need love the to. harvester salad, but like, please. <laughs> I could have said the ivy or something. Right yeah. Past the book. I was actually considering changing the restaurant to like, um, oh my god, what's the one at the end of our road? Toby Carvery? Because that Ooh. just is categorically better than the harvester. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, that. harvester. Yeah, yeah. Toby no carves the meals nicely. <laughs> I oh sorry, oh no, carry on. I was gonna say I asked the man at the Toby Carvery the other day. I was like, "How many turkeys do you get through in a day? Like when you're doing a roast on a Sunday?" And he was like, "About twelve turkeys." And I, I was he like, was like, "Girl, I'm just trying to get my paycheck and leave. Like, take, take your turkey, please." <laughs> he seemed really passionate about it. Okay, maybe good. it was his uh his calling in life was he, turkey carving. That, that like stat was on the tip of his tongue. Like he yeah. was waiting for someone to ask. A hundred percent. <laughs> okay stop <clears throat> right um if you could change one thing about the human body which one thing would you rather change <laughs> the end of the question about like the human body yeah if you could change one thing about the human body and i have a great answer for this i hope you say the same thing oh god now i feel like pressure i was gonna say like, like, just like, get rid of toes. <laughs> Why? They're essential for grip. Yes, I know, but they're just not very like. Yeah, but we wouldn't be able to run or anything. Yeah, but I'm not. No, okay, fine. Make toes prettier. Make us born with different coloured toenails and fingernails, okay. so you don't have to paint your nails because they're already beautiful. Okay, fine. Yours gonna be. I was gonna say dispose of the ovaries, <laughs> but then we'd not be able to repopulate. Well, I just adopt a child. Yeah, but there would be no, there would be no ovaries in the world, so <laughs> there would be no children to adopt. Yeah, but oh, for lords, <laughs> <laughs> dispose of uh, menstruation. Yeah, yes, please, yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> that's what I meant. Yeah, okay, I got you. I got you. Um, sorry, I said. I said multicolored finger and toenails. No, that's fine, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much for listening to another episode. We love you so much. We love you. Follow us on Instagram. We really want to get 200 followers, but we've plateaued. Oh, please follow us on Instagram. It's the best the best time ever. You'll have a great great time. Yeah, you will. Um, so that's at Going Off Track Podcast. Um, listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give us ratings and reviews, please. Please. Maybe good ones. If... Yeah, doesn't have to be, but please. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. And we're going to see you next week with a very special episode once again. Oh, we will reveal in due course. Love is in the air. And I'll leave it at that. Bye guys. Bye.